0: You are listening to the Business Life and Coffee podcast, episode 135. Last week, Nicole Holland, who is one of Huffington Post's 50 must-follow women entrepreneurs in 2017, gave you practical tips to build your personal brand and develop into a powerful thought leader. This week, you'll hear from Scott Beebe, who is a master business coach that will teach you the importance of building and teaching systems in your business so you can become the chief training officer of your organization. Speaking of systems and delegation, here's another update about my experience with bench accounting. For the first time in a very long time, I only spent about 10 minutes checking on the dashboard of my financials instead of having to catalog them, capture receipts, reconcile invoices. Man, Bench is great if you're an entrepreneur looking to scale your business without having to focus on routine issues that someone can do better, faster, and let's be honest, stronger than you. Click on the link in the show notes to register for your free month of bookkeeping services with Bench and also a 20% off offer for the whole year. Not only will you be supporting your business and giving yourself more time to grow, but you'll be helping support our podcast as well. The reviewer of the week is Ola, the apartment syndicator. Ola says, really enjoyed the podcast and how Joey discussed the topics with guests. Awesome. Ola. Well, hey, Ola, man, I really appreciate you taking the time out to review the show. And I know that you are also a fellow podcaster. So, hey, guys, check out Ola's apartment syndication show as well. He does a great job talking about passive income and how you can grow that area of your business as well. And of course, I want to hear from you. So make sure you subscribe and review the show on iTunes so that I can read your review on air. While you're listening to the podcast, screenshot this episode and share to your IG InstaStory or Twitter and tag me, Joey v Price, HR. You just might see your InstaStory on my InstaStory too. Hey guys, it's your girl, Ashley Graham, and you are listening to Business Life and Coffee Podcast with your boy, Joey Price. Whether you are a wantrepreneur or a successful entrepreneur, you need to listen to this conversation today. I'm joined with Scott BB, and he is the founder and head coach of MyBusinessOnPurpose.com, and he's also a fellow podcaster. He's the host of Business On Purpose podcast. We could talk about a number of things in Scott's wheelhouse today, but I thought it was extremely important for us to talk about systematizing and processing your business. So we're going to unpack what that means, how to do it, how to do it better, and ways to stay on track. Scott, thanks for joining the show.
1: Joey, thanks for having me, man. I'm ready to dive in. I'm excited.
0: Awesome. Let's do it, man. And first of all, why is it important to systematize your business?
1: Oh, my goodness. Uh, You know, it's kind of like asking why is it important to eat? Why is it important to exercise? Why is it important to do all those things? The reality is that we live in a world that is inherently systematized. We take it for granted for the most part. But, I mean, think about it. When you wake up in an average day, You're pretty confident, depending on where you live in the world, if you're too far north, this may not be the truth, but you're pretty confident that the sun's going to come up and the sun's going to go down. You're pretty confident that depending on the time of year that leaves are going to come on the trees and leaves are going to fall off. Uh, There's a reasonable amount of confidence where we live down here in the low country of South Carolina, where we're near these tidal creeks, that the water's going to come in and the water's going to go out. In fact, near our house, it comes in and goes out about eight feet every six and a half hours or so. And it goes out eight feet about every six and a half hours. And so the world that surrounds us is a world of systems. The bodies that we inhabit are bodies of 11 systems. So why in the world would our business not be not only systematized, but processed out in such a way where there's no confusion, either for yourself as the entrepreneur and the owner or for the team that you lead to know exactly what
0: it is that's being expected of them? Well, Scott, I think that was a perfect way to jump off at this podcast and talk about the world around us and the fact that it's made up of systems because so often we, we actually forget or undervalue that. And when we look at success, sometimes we think, oh, it's improvised or it was not intentional. They're just kind of good at it. And so they're just naturally gifted. But success is all about the systems and it's about honing in on not only the outcomes, but the processes in place that get those successful outcomes. Would you agree? No, there's no no question about it. The challenge Joe inherently lies,
1: and I know you've seen this over and over and over again in your world is the implementation. The ideas, the theories, the thoughts, those are great. But as Joe Calloway says, vision without implementation is mere
0: hallucination. <laughs> <laughs> wow, so let's talk about some of those hallucinations. What are some of the perils that a business owner could run into if they don't systematize your their business? let's Let's do like three or four. Here are the the
1: verbiage packages that I hear, the phrases that we hear a lot when a business owner has actively decided either to ignore building them or just feels like they don't have the time building them. We hear phrases like this, I feel like I'm throwing Hail Marys every day, or I feel like I'm being pulled in 17 different directions, or I feel like I'm the only person that can actually do this, or (laughs) this is the worst, I feel like I'm leading a band of clowns. And we hear those over and over and over and over again. And quite honestly, it's really sad. And who I feel most sad for are the team members that surround the heroic small business owner. Because the reality is the majority of the time when the team members are underperforming, it's usually not the team members fault. It's usually the fault of us as owners because we've not laid out with great specificity and great clarity exactly what the expectations are in terms of their role.
0: Uh, Scott that you hit the nail on the head because I, that translates to not only business owners but folks that lead volunteer teams i think that uh one of my mentors said it best, of the 100% of things that's currently on your plate right now, when you think about delegation, focus on only the 5% that only you can do. Because the other 95%, ideally, you've surrounded yourself with team players who can take on those tasks with either minimal training or a bit more involved training. And so I know that I've been a bottleneck sometimes when I've tried to own it all myself, be that hero that uh, that you talk about. Here I am feeling convicted over this chat, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's so true. It's so true, man. We as leaders get in the way of our people and it's sad to say, but it's, it's the truth. Well, the first step of it is like the first step of anything and it's just the awareness
1: and admittance of that and the reality of that. This is where the real challenge comes in, is what are you willing to do? We've got about three heroic small business owners right now that we've been working with for about three years, and they're finally at a place where they're ready to transition into what we call the chief training officer of their company. And so instead of being kind of the chief executive, the chief bottle, you know, all of those things, not only as the owner, but now they need to become and almost exclusively the chief training officer of their company so that they take every process, every system that they've put in place and begin to train that with great repetition. There's a reason that the old phrase is true, repetition is the mother of all learning, because it is true. Repetition is in fact the mother of all learning, and I'm not just talking about rote repetition, but I'm talking about actual hands-on, get in the trench, and let's do this process over and over and over again, and let's revisit it. But in reality, what tends to happen is we don't revisit those. We use excuses like, well, I told them three months ago what they were supposed to do. Yeah, but we got to tell them again, and we got to tell them again, and we got to tell them again, not because they're children, but it's because it's human nature to hear something over and over again, and that becomes expertise versus just hearing it one time, and that just becomes a suggestion.
0: So Scott, why do you think, and you're working with the heroic entrepreneur now and helping them transition, why do we as entrepreneurs fail to make this logical step of becoming the training officer? What holds us back? Just in our experience, what we found is number one,
1: it's a self-image thing. The more I can hold myself, the greater amount of weight I can hold myself, I live in this false world that thinks that other people think more of me because I'm trying to hold everything together. And so we use phrases like this. All right. So you call your buddy and you say, hey, Steve, how's it going? And they say, oh, man, I'm busy. It's just busy, 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 Joey. I mean, it's just unbelievably busy. Oh, yeah, Steve, what are you busy with? Man, just busy with all kind of stuff. Super, super, super busy. Be like, well, what specifically? Just busy stuff, Joey. Really, really, really busy. And so it's like every time we say that word busy, it's as if you think more of me than you thought before I said the word. And so we tie our self-identity up in the busyness of our schedule rather than the effectiveness of who we're serving. And so one of the reasons we don't delegate is because we actually kind of like the way it feels when we get to say, ah, Joey, I'm busy. I'm really, really busy. So that's one thing that we found in our experience. The other thing that we found in our experience, and again, this is just in our experience. I'm sure there's a variety of other reasons why, but we found that implementation is really hard. Walking uphill, sweating, thighs burning, breathing heavy, that's, that's hard work. And so when we tell people, you know, some people say, hey, we want to work with you. And so we've started to have a conversation, Joey, early on in our tenure, we'd just be like, great, let's start. And now what we're doing is we're walking with people through an extended conversation to say, hey, we want to make sure you're really ready for this, uh, that your altitude ready, that your legs are ready, uh, that your cardiovascular, you know, your business cardiovascular capabilities ready for this, because it's going to be a lot of steady, methodical walking uphill. And there's not going to be a lot of breaks involved. And so you've got to make a commitment that you're going to stop being addicted to chaos, and you're going to start developing a habit of delegation, of leadership, of vision, mission, values, etc.
0: If you're just tuning in, you are hearing Scott Beebe, who is the founder and head coach of MyBusinessOnPurpose.com, and he's the host of Business On Purpose podcast. And we are talking all about systematizing and processing your business so that you don't have to Feel so entitled and important and excited about being busy when that's really not what you should be excited about. Mm. Um, Scott, I want to ask you, man, the advice you teach does this translate to all industries? Because, you know, I have a lot of friends that are creatives and I'm a creative myself uh, in some respects. And does systematizing matter and, and does it help when you are, can think of yourself as an artist or a creator or a content producer? Hmm.
1: Yeah, I want to
0: rephrase the
1: question to prove the point. The simple response is it scales regardless of industry. So let me put it in another perspective. If I were to have an Asian, an African Uh, Let me do countries. If I were to have a Chinese person, uh, a Nigerian, a French citizen, a Canadian, a Peruvian, and an American, all lined up, all from different backgrounds, different parts of the world, different cultures and everything. And I had one doctor to be the physician of all of these people. The question is, would that one doctor be able to provide basic health care to all of those people? And obviously the answer is yes. Now, are there uniquenesses because of culture, because of background? Yes, of course. But the reality is that one general physician would be able to be the physician for all people around the world, regardless of where they come from. And the reason is because they all share the exact same 11 systems. So does vision, mission, value, systems, process, mindset scale across industry? Yes, because regardless of if you're selling automobiles or if you're selling chocolate bars or if you're selling shelving, It doesn't matter because the principle of business is what crosses culture, whereas the strategy of business is what changes from place to place, time to time, people to people, country to country. So the strategy of selling iPhones in China versus selling iPhones in Canada is going to probably be different. But the principle of running Apple in China versus running Apple in Canada is going to be fundamentally the same.
0: All right, Scott. So let's talk about those 11 systems. Yeah.
1: So if you were to break that down now, obviously, those are the 11 systems in the human body. What we tell people is if it takes 11 systems to run the human body, surely we can run a business with less. And so we generally suggest that there are three to five major systems and really three to four. Obviously, every business is going to have some form of administration, back-end accounting, et cetera. All businesses are going to have some level of production or operations. That's the actual creation or delivery of their product. All businesses are going to have some level of marketing and sales. Sometimes there's separate systems. Sometimes they're the same. And then there are people that put in your world the, the human resource system either within the administrative function or it's its own function. So it could be its own system. But generally in most businesses that we've worked with around the world, anywhere from 250,000 of annual U.S. revenue up to about 46 million in annual revenue in U.S. dollars, those three to four systems hold. And so in systematizing a business, first you've got to isolate what are the systems that makes up the business. So let's just say for this case, they are administration, operation, marketing, and sales, those four systems. Then we what we do is we find their component part. Those are what we call processes. And we lay out the component parts of the processes of each system. So the easiest one to look at would be the administrative system of a business. And if we look at their component parts, surely we're going to have accounts payable, accounts receivable. We're going to have bank reconciliation. We're going to have bank runs. uh, We're going to have office management or something like that. Those are the individual processes that make up the system. Now, I realize that for some business owners, I've already lost you. As soon as I said systems, you're like, oh, my gosh, please. But guys, the reality, this is the uphill part of running a business. It's easy to put a product out. And that's the sexy part of a business. If you listen to the How I Built This podcast and you hear some of these entrepreneurs talking about, I had an idea and we turned it into a multi-million dollar business. And yeah, but what they don't tell you is the uphill climb is what Seth Godin calls the dip. They had an initial spike because people were curious in their product. But then once they realized they actually had to run a business, that's when they dipped. And that's when life got really, really hard. And so think through what are those three or four systems that operate your business? And then what are those sub processes that make up the system so that you can actually deliver the service to the customer that you've identified?
0: All right, Scott, this has been a great podcast so far. And we're talking about systems and making sure that you create processes for your business. I want to switch gears a little bit and talk about your podcast, the Business on Purpose Podcast. Why did you start your podcast?
1: The the reason I started is very different from the reason we run it today. So I started it about three and a half years ago. I started recording for it about three and a half years ago. And the original intent of the Business on Purpose podcast was to interview small business owners who were trying to live out and integrate their faith and their work. And so about the first 70 or 80 episodes are interviews with other small business owners of people integrating their faith and their work. We then made a pivot a while back because what we found is a lot of the folks that were listening to us. Us. We're starting to ask coaching questions. And so I thought, wait a second, I'm in anywhere between 20 and 30 hours of coaching a week, working really, really diligently, trying to liberate small business owners from their chaos. Why don't I simply revisit the conversations that we had in the conference rooms and on the Zoom calls on the podcast? And so literally when I'm in a client meeting, like I was yesterday, and I walk out of the conference room, I've got this slick little podcast app on my phone called Boss Jock. I turn the Boss Jock app on, and in four to eight minutes, I simply relive the conversation from a coach's perspective so that heroic small business owners can take that in their pocket and constantly be coached every day. And right now we're putting out about three to five episodes a week. So it's constant situational coaching for heroic small business owners to help liberate them from the chaos of working in their business.
0: So Scott, what's been one of the most memorable episodes for you in the recent past?
1: Well, let's. if you go back to, I believe it's either episode 75 or 85, my buddy Jesse Cole, who owns the Savannah Bananas baseball team. And I did say the name right. It's the Savannah Bananas baseball team. And you can just Google Jesse Cole, J-E-S-S-E and uh, Cole, and then just put Savannah Bananas. It'll come up. You can read all about him. You can see YouTube. You can listen to podcasts about Jesse. He is an amazing story. And we did an event about nine months ago and had Jesse come and speak. I literally put, a lapel mic on him with my iPhone in his pocket and recorded the conversation, recorded the talk, and we put that up raw as one of our episodes. And we get so much feedback on that one episode. One of the other episodes we did I don't recall the number of this episode, but we talked about the reality of working with employees and we got a lot of traffic on that particular episode and it was a really short, probably four to five minute episode about a recent conversation that I had with a small business owner. but most of our
0: episodes are that way where I take situational issues and we talk about them directly. Well, Scott, you're working on a lot of good things that uh, help small business owners and help them grow. What's the fundamental why behind your story and Could you share a customer or an instance that reinforces your why? Yeah, absolutely.
1: Well, the why behind what we do every day, why Monday is our favorite day of the week, is because of our why of liberating small business owners from the chaos. That's what drives us out of bed every single day. It's what we love to do. It's what we live for. It's what we talk about. It's what we meet on. Our team meeting was just this morning, and it's uh, we bring up that phrase over and over and over again. All right, if we do this, does it liberate small business owners from chaos? So that's our why from a business perspective. My why from a personal perspective and our family is to be a gospel-motivated light through adventure, creativity, and time around the table. And so that's what funds are business-wise of liberating small business owners from their chaos. So let me give you a kind of an episodic event about a business owner that has recently been liberated from that chaos. So we started coaching a heroic small business owner about three years ago who owns about a $19 million home building company. And we were in one of our coaching times together a few weeks ago. And now I want to tell you, they have walked uphill laboriously, methodically. They've laid out their vision story. It's about three pages in detail. They've laid out their mission statement. They review it every week. They've laid out their unique core values. They've systematized their business. We've walked through and documented all the processes. They have their weekly team meetings. They have their 12-week plans. They have laid everything out and they're working it, working it and working it. We got into a team, uh, into a one-on-one meeting a few weeks ago. And here was the statement. He said, Scott, I want to not talk about what we had planned on talking about today. And instead I need help with something else. He said a few years ago, you told me that I was going to come to a point where I've got marginal time and I need to go ahead and decide what I'm going to do with that marginal time. And he said, at the time you said it, I didn't believe you because I thought marginal time doesn't exist for small business owners. He said, Scott, I officially have more time than I know what to do with. And I'm scared. I don't know what to do about it. And so, Joey, we had taken this guy, uh, well, I should, let me correct that. He had taken himself through implementation, just through our system, to a point to where he was constantly putting out fires, constantly being stretched in 17 different directions, to a point now where he literally had more marginal time than he knew what to do with. And it scared him because he realized that idle hands can be really, really dangerous to an ambitious guy. And so that's been a fun story to be able to relay here in the last few weeks.
0: Awesome. Well, Scott, what you do truly matters for small businesses and entrepreneurs across the country. And that resonates with my why of helping small business owners become the best versions of themselves. And then that pouring into and translating into them running the best version of their business. I want to give you the last word in our podcast today. So if there's anything you want to share with the listeners about how to contact you, any uh, promotions that you've got going on or any final advice that you'd give to an entrepreneur listening today, you've got the floor.
1: Joey, thank you. I I do want to say a couple of things. Number one, it's a lot of work to produce a podcast. And the fact that you would share the stage with us is humbling and it's important. And so I'm grateful. I'm grateful that you would share your work, your sweat, your labor with us and that you would do it on behalf of the audience that you serve. The other thing I would tell your audience, if I might, is continue to listen to this podcast because you're going to hear stories. You're going to hear perspectives. The growth that I've seen in a lot of heroic small business owners has been supplemented through listening to podcasts and audiobooks. So make sure that you're keeping a regular diet of podcasts, of this podcast, and of other audiobooks so that you can maximize the time. Stop listening to terrestrial radio. Not that I'm mad at those guys, but there's so much value in listening to other ideas and concepts from different people. So if there are heroic small business owners in the audience who want to get started on developing a vision story. We put our money where our mouth is. We have literally taken the full and complete vision story tutorial that we teach our clients the very first step of the way and the template that goes along with it, we have put it up online without price, except the only cost is your time. You have to commit two to three hours to it. And if you're not willing to do that, please don't download it. But if you are, all you have to do is go to mybusinessonpurpose.com forward slash vision. Where there is no vision, that's why you're scattered is because you don't have that vision laid out. So if you just go to mybusinessonpurpose.com forward slash vision, it's all right there. we don't send. with like the 19th email or anything like that. You just put your email address in and boom, it'll pop right up on the web browser there and you'll have it full and complete 20 minute tutorial along with the template to go and you can start to draft out your vision story right now if you're serious about getting clarity.
0: If you've recently started a business, why take away time from what you're good at? Only to focus on difficult, pesky HR problems. Jumpstart HR LLC offers a better solution. Jumpstart HR provides HR outsourcing support to U.S.-based small businesses and startups and was recently ranked among the top 10 HR outsourcing firms in the country, according to businessnewsdaily.com. From recruitment to employee handbooks to legal compliance, Jumpstart HR helps you get peace of mind about the people in your business. Visit jumpstart-hr.com for more information or follow on Twitter at JumpstartHR. Jumpstart HR. Let's build a better business together.
1: Thanks for listening to the Business, Life & Coffee Show with Joey Price. We hope you're inspired to become the best version of yourself after listening to our guest. What thought or idea stood out the most to you? Keep the conversation going by tweeting the show at BizLifeCoffee or our host at JoeyVPriceHR with the hashtag BLCMoments. And if you like what you just heard, pass along our podcast to at least five people. Detailed show notes can be found at www.BusinessLifeAndCoffee.com. And our full archive is available on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, and Google Play. This has been a Jumpstart HR production. Join us next time for another edition of the Business Life and Coffee Show.